Thank you for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. With so much happening in our world today, it's crucial that we continue to put our hope and trust in the right direction. As conservative Christians, do we hope that Donald Trump is elected in 2020? Of course, yes. But we simply cannot put our hope and trust in him or the outcome of elections. Our only hope is in the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on September 15, 2019. We do err greatly when we put our trust in an election, in a man. Dare I say that not only is the uncertainty a good thing, but it may very well be a God thing. I would submit that the unsettled uncertainty concerning what the future holds can have the intended effect of looking to the Lord and trusting in the Lord. And sometimes it takes the uncertainty to get us to do that. As one said, when the outlook doesn't look good, try the uplook. And oh, wait a minute, isn't that what we're told to do anyway? When you see these things begin to come to pass, look up. When the outlook doesn't look good, look up. When the future looks uncertain, look up. Doubtless you've heard it said that we may not know what the future holds, but we can know who holds the future. And what is it about us that I mean, innate within us, it it, it takes a shaking to loosen our grip on that which we put our trust in. Again, I, I have to be open and candid with you because I know of my own propensity to put my trust in man and not the Lord. Particularly when it comes to future uncertainty. That's that's my, my tendency. My tendency is to, I want to look to the tangible. That's called walking by sight, not by faith. 
Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If I'm putting my faith in man, I I am certainly displeasing God. Because man will always fail you and me, but God will never fail. Psalm 118 verses 8 and 9, listen to this. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence, interesting, in princes, rulers, leaders. Jeremiah chapter 17, I'll read verses 5 through 9. Jeremiah, we affectionately refer to him as the weeping prophet. Listen to what he says. Prophesying, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man, and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Listen to this description. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see when good comes but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. Now here's the contrast, verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious, no anxiety in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. And very interesting verse 9, a verse known to many, that on the heels of that comparison between the one who puts his trust in man and the one who puts his trust in the Lord. Listen to what he says about the heart of man. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know, sometimes we'll say, oh, you you have such a good heart. No, you don't. Your heart is deceitful. My heart is deceitfully wicked. It is so deceitful that it has the ability to deceive me. It's called self-deception. Our hearts are, are so deceptive that we can deceive ourselves. That's how desperately wicked we are. And the deception, perhaps specific to the context in which Jeremiah prophesies this word from the Lord, maybe that deceitful, wicked heart is in the context of being deceived by putting your trust in man. Can you connect those dots? Let me say it this way. I I hope this doesn't come off wrong. I don't really care who wins on Tuesday. And you know what else, if we're still here, by the way, 
in 2020? I really don't care if Trump is reelected. Oh, pastor. Wow. You really had, uh, did you get a good night's sleep last night? I actually didn't, so, but that's not the reason. (laughs) Well, what do you mean? Because God is in control. Everything's out of control. I mean, the, the uproar, John Bolton, no, no, you can't fire him. I just did. Greenblatt, no, no, you, you're like the chief architect. You can't, you can't resign. I just did. Netanyahu's polls, it doesn't look good that he's going to be reelected. No, no, he has to be reelected. Really? The reason I say that I don't really care is because I already know how it ends. So do you too. Right? I mean, I, I hope this doesn't sound uh, uh, arrogant, but bring it on. Bring it on. Because you know what this means? It means Jesus is coming sooner than you think. You realize that the world today is ripe and ready for the Antichrist like never before? The upheaval, the protests, what's happening in China, in Russia, here in the United States, in Israel, is the likes of which I have never seen before in my lifetime. I mean, it's global. And to me, it's exactly what we were told would happen at the time of the end. There's one more matter that I wanted to set aside a little bit of time before we close to address, and it has to do with an insensitive comment I made last week. (laughs) I had brashly stated that one of the main reasons Christians aren't excited about the rapture is because of their love for this world and the things of this world. And I need to ask for forgiveness because I was greatly convicted and humbled by the many comments from those with adult children and loved ones who aren't saved. And I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's, that's a reason. I mean, you want the Lord to come back, but you want them to be saved. And so I would just ask for forgiveness. I want to read one, one of those comments, because I think it really speaks to the heart of this. It's not that I don't long to go home. I'm weary, but my children and grandchildren are not saved. I mean, I I am excited about the rapture. I'm ready to go. I'm more than ready to go. But I have loved ones that don't know the Lord. 
and they'll be left behind. And that's the only reason that I'm not as excited about the rapture happening right now. Please know that I in no way intended to be so insensitive. I do want to, though, offer a word of encouragement, especially as it relates to adult children who don't know the Lord. That prodigal son, that wayward daughter. I, I have three children, and I know they're all saved and they're ready to go when that trumpet sounds. And I want to just encourage you that don't have children that know the Lord, or a husband, or a wife, or a loved one, a family member, that a prodigal son and a wayward daughter are no match for a praying parent. Never, ever, ever give up praying for them. And again, God wants them right with Him more than even you do. Don't take that wrong. That son, that daughter, that loved one, God loves them more than you could ever love them. And God knows your heart too, that your heart breaks and aches. Because if the Lord were to return, they would not go up in the rapture. The Lord knows. Never stop praying. Never stop praying for them. I, I heard a, uh, I want to say it was Moody, D.L. Moody maybe, that prayed every day for something like 40 years for two of his friends to get saved. And he never gave up. 40 years, oh my goodness. And they both gave their lives to Christ before they died. One of them was in his 90s. It's almost like God kept them alive just because, because Moody prayed. You never know. You never know. Well, this is why we do these updates, right? It's also why we end with the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, and the ABCs of salvation, which is a childlike explanation of how to be saved. What is the gospel? The gospel, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, is that Jesus came, He was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. That's the gospel. The word gospel literally means good news. Your penalty has been paid. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. Well, who paid it? Jesus paid it all. That's the good news. That's the gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ. When we do these ABCs of salvation, please know that this is just one way. It's a it's a template, a, something you can use if the Lord brings somebody into your path that wants to know about the hope that you have. 
you can give them an answer of that hope that lies within you. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned, that you need the Savior. This is repentance. This is a a change of mind where you turn from your sin and you turn to Jesus for the forgiveness of sin. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 starts with the bad news first, which is a good thing, by the way. And then it packages it with the good news. What's the bad news? The bad news is we've all been sentenced to death because all of us have sinned. The wages of sin is death. That's the bad news. We've all broken God's law, fallen short of God's glory, perfect standard of righteousness. And we're all sentenced to death for all of eternity. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a gift to us. He paid for that gift with His life and the shedding of His blood for the remission of sin. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10.13 says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Why don't you all stand? If you're here today and you've never called upon the name of the Lord, believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth, trusting in Him for the forgiveness of sin, I implore you to do so today. If you're watching online, at the risk of sounding sensational or provocative, I have to tell you that there is not much time left and you should not delay making the most important decision of your life for eternal life. You know, maybe I'm supposed to share this too. I was talking with a brother last week. He shared with me about how, you know, the the date setters in the past have, you know, been so convinced that Jesus was coming in, remember 1988, 88 reasons why Jesus was coming in 88? And he didn't come. 
There was a, a, another, uh, this is in Korea, 1992 I think it was. Jesus is coming, October, I think, I forget the exact date, he's coming. And I mean, people sold everything. They, they, they bought white robes and waited for the Lord to return. He never came. So what's happened is, is that it's created this dynamic, unfortunately and sadly, that when someone like myself comes up here, as is my privilege every Sunday to do, and stands behind this pulpit and talks about that the Lord is coming, it's met with this dynamic of, well, yeah, but He still hasn't come. I want to say this in love, and I want to say it firmly, because I believe it with all my heart. The Lord's return is at the door. The Lord's return is at the door. What are you saying? Please. He could come back today. And it is incumbent upon every single one of us to be as ready for the Lord's return today as we would be if it weren't ten years from today. We need to be watching. We need to be ready. We need to be anticipating the Lord's return. I am convinced, this will be the last thing and then we'll close. I am convinced that the most heavenly minded Christian is the one who does the most earthly good. And when a Christian lives with that anticipation of the Lord's soon return, imminent return, their life takes on new life. And they want to tell everybody. And they want to share the good news with everybody. And it changes, it's a life changer, it's a game changer. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Lord, thank you for the unsettled uncertainty of the day in which we live. Thank you that in some way it forces us to get our eyes off of this world and get our eyes on you. For some it's a much needed reminder of how we need to live our lives in this world with a very light touch on the things of this world. Lord, we believe that your return is very near. And so, Lord, we do pray, Maranatha, come quickly, but we also pray for those loved ones that don't yet know you, that they would come to a saving knowledge of you before that trumpet sounds. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. 
The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his love.